Uh, this is a blog about Barnaby Joyce's second coming. Uh, a short recap. In February 2018, Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull was scheduled to go to the US and he flagged that Mr Joyce would be acting Prime Minister in his absence. Unfortunately, Mr Joyce was at that time embroiled in two personal crises, the first of which was the very public end of his marriage caused by his affair with a staff member. Of course, these things do happen, but it's usually put down to a momentary loss of judgment or at worst, an existential panic about getting older. Mr Joyce behaved appallingly throughout with not one single grace note to relieve the awfulness. Firstly, he humiliated his wife and presumably his four daughters. Not hiding away to protect the family from the public or the press, no attempt to mend the fences he had demolished. Instead, he explained that Canberra is a lonely place in the midst of winter. That must have been cold comfort for his existing family and presumably cold comfort for his new partner. No declarations of irresistible emotion. He even questioned the timing of the pregnancy, idly wondering if he was indeed the baby's father. Next came that television interview for which he was paid $150,000. There was talk that it was against the rules for parliamentarians to accept remuneration for appearing in the media, but that appeared to be overlooked in all the mayhem. Joyce and Miss Campion announced that lawyers were to establish a trust fund for their son Sebastian to set aside the $150,000 to pay for future expenses like school fees. So the fruits of a questionable interview with a questionable payment were to be tax-free as well. Not only did he out himself as an unabashed adulterer and a shameless opportunist, but he was freeloading on the tax system as well. Mr Hockey's lifters and leaners indeed. His other problem was that he had been formally complained about as a sexual harasser. The woman in question made the complaint anonymously, but the National Party leaked her name and then in an act of stunning hypocrisy, decided that they could not uphold the allegation for lack of evidence. Catherine Marriott travelled to Sydney twice at her own expense to lodge the complaint and to provide evidence. In recent days, a West Australian Labor Party MP has described how she was warned about keeping clear of Barnaby Joyce seven years ago because he had a history of groping women. Now, is there any wonder that women who have to deal with him have strong reservations. The complaint from Catherine Marriott remains unresolved. Obviously in 2018, there was an uncomfortable confluence of events. And within a week, Mr. Joyce had resigned from the leadership of the National Party and consequently lost his position as Deputy Prime Minister. He claimed that he left to clear the air. Mr. Joyce has a history of failure in government in 2018, he was found to be a dual New Zealand and Australian citizen. Under Section 44 of the Australian Constitution, he was obliged to resign from Parliament and to recontest the seat. He won the by-election against low-profile candidates, but nevertheless, he improved his margin. It would be reasonable to expect that Mr 
Joyce might have had Danas to check his eligibility first. But no, he had several more important struggles to contend with. At around this time, he was found to be living at no expense in a friend's apartment in Armidale. He declared the gift of free rental, but again he was pilloried by the press. He responded that he needed the assistance because he was living on a somewhat reduced wage, but still over $211,000 per annum. Admittedly, he was supporting six children and two households, but to most Australians he was earning a satisfactory type of wage. Weighing it all up, he's been called the world's worst ever agricultural minister. Amongst other debacles, he oversaw the Watergate purchase of an entitlement to occasional floodwaters for double the asking price. The seller was a company formerly connected to a cabinet colleague, Angus Taylor. But then who else could it be? It's now run by a Liberal Party donor and... uh, Mr. Joyce denied any responsibility, notwithstanding the inconvenient truth that he was the actual responsible minister. He's been condemned for moving the pesticides regulator from Canberra to his own electorate at huge expense and with no discernible upside. Uh, In another area, he's apparently saved Australia from an environmental hazard by threatening to euthanise Johnny Depp's tiny little terrier dogs. Primarily for this reason, he was presented with the 2015 Froggett Award. So irony is not dead. This award is for protecting native animals and flora from invasive species. In 2019, he completed his term as a special drought envoy, where he managed to spend $675,000 and produced no report. Sent the, the report he uh, he suggested he sent was sent by text messages, which the Prime Minister Scott Morrison declared he was too busy to read. David Littleproud wrote to Parliament at the time, stating that no report had been produced. Uh, but I suppose he was being a bit technical there, in that uh, Barnaby had sent text messages to the Prime Minister. These are just some examples of how genuinely he's been found wanting in his role both as a parliamentarian and as a cabinet minister. Think of an issue and he will likely have taken the renegade position and as likely as not reversed his stance at some point in time. He's now made an unexpected return to the position to all the pomp and ceremony he's not really fit for and with nary a doubt or a dark thought appearing to cross Mr Morrison's brow. There are said to be other allegations in the pipeline, especially within various rural women's associations. Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce has recently been discovered to be renting out a four-bedroom house with a pool in Tamworth for $625 a week. He failed to declare this rental income to Parliament for six months until contacted by news.com.au. He just struggles with the everyday duties and tasks. It's plain that he sees himself as a born leader and his recent successful tilt at the leadership of the National Party after the ignominy of the past years has not dampened his ardour for a life at the top. 
It must be said that if this man can win a leadership ballot, then it is a crook political party and it is now led by a donkey.